This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There are sleazeballs abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back, gentlemen, and perhaps one or two ladies to the Jay and Silent Rob podcast. Season three, episode number three, NFL week one preview. What's going on with you, Jay Swa? Not much. Not much, dude. Um, just getting in as many fantasy drafts as possible. I had six last night. Uh, I had five tonight. One I already had before we taped. Uh, there was a minor bunny rescue operation in my backyard moments before we taped this podcast. And now I have four more tonight before tomorrow night's uh, first game of the year with the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Down in Tampa, baby. Um, That's excellent. Well, I've got a trivia question for you, Jay, that I don't think you know the answer to. So I'm excited for this one. All right. Well, luckily I'm not at a computer right now. So Good. Well, um, this is not computerable. So which NFL game will I be attending this weekend? Uh, Bears-Rams. Incorrect. It is 49ers-Lions. What the hell? How is that? You're in Detroit this weekend? You're right. Wow. I thought you were going to go home to LA. No, dog. It's Detroit. It's Detroit Rock City. I'm just going out to scout, kind of get my – Get my ducks in a row for this season. It's for fun. <laughs> That's amazing. You could have let me guess all the games, and that was the last one I was going to guess. So. I think so, too. That's because Yes, yes, it does. Well done. Well done. Uh, well, enjoy. Unfortunately, you're not going to see Trey Lance. Uh, you're going to see Jimmy G's dumbass up there, but you should see a Niner victory. Uh, that's one of the bigger spreads of the week, uh, and I'm sure some people in our Survivor pick them. Uh, we'll pick the Niners this week. I will not, however, pick the Niners. Jimmy G on the road. Just got bad vibes written all over it. Uh, I'm going to be going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, against the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow night. Uh, I was in a pick last year, or excuse me, a survivor last year, and I picked the Indianapolis Colts on the road week one, and they lost to the Jaguars, the only game the Jaguars won last year. Um, and so I, I vowed to... I mean, part of survivors, you want to save your best teams for uh, later on in the season. Uh, but the, like we've talked about with the NFL season, the best way to look at it is um, the unpredictability and how fragile things are. Uh, so while you, know, you might want to map out all 17, 18 weeks right now, uh, the reality is, is in three weeks, a game you thought might have been a really good game to use in week you know. 13 or 14 might actually not be usable and the opposite is true as well. So I'm using one of the big bullets early with Tampa Bay, uh, obviously defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are going to be without their best lineman, Dak Prescott, first game uh, since that injury. It's been almost a full year since he's played. If uh, if my Cowboys do it to me, Rob, everybody wins some money. And uh, what can you do? <laughs> that would be a very funny outcome two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Cowboys last year uh, for in my Circa Survivor, I think I was on Thanksgiving week, so like week 12. Uh, if I made it the whole year, I think I would have won like $60,000. Uh, 
but I was forced to pick a game on Thanksgiving Day because the Ravens-Steelers game got moved off Thanksgiving. And I picked the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Uh, they beat them. So joke's on me. Joke's on me. So everybody be rooting for them Cowboys tomorrow night. If you're in our survivor pool, uh, you'll get five bucks from me. If you outlast, keyword outlast my survivor. So let's say Dallas wins and you pick the Saints and they beat the Packers this weekend, then you'll get $5 just for beating me. Uh, so, yeah, any insights in your pick, Rob? Uh, no, I forgot who I picked, so I'll check on that and let you know. Yeah, definitely. Maybe you just pick the Lions. Just go with your, your gut with the Lions. I honestly should. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll make some friends up in Detroit. Um, but this is uh, the week one podcast, and I have to admit, there's not going to be too many nuggets in this. Uh, really, the biggest nuggets are going to be uh, just remember how many different ways you can bet the NFL. So, yes, you have your traditional spread and total, uh, but those are the most efficient, aka hardest markets to beat. Uh, you also have team totals where you can uh, just pick the team to go over or under. So, for example, Tampa Bay, uh, instead of taking the over for the whole game, which is 51 and a half points, you could take, for example, I think Tampa Bay, let me do some quick math here, should be somewhere around 24, 24 and a half uh, over under on their points. So maybe you really like Tampa Bay's offense, but you think the Cowboys offense isn't that great. So instead of taking the over for both teams, you just take the over for Tampa Bay. Uh, so that's a slightly less efficient market. Still very efficient, but another way to bet. Uh, also teasers, which we talked about, which is where you can move the point spread six points either direction. Uh, that's kind of using the strength of the lines uh, against them, which is which is what you really want to do. Uh, so example, if you wanted to tease down the Buccaneers from eight to two, you would just need to find another game to tease that with. Obviously, the caveat is both teams would have to win for that to happen. Uh, a much less efficient market is player props. Uh, you're not going to be able to get as much money down, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not throwing too much money down, or at least you shouldn't be. Uh, so that shouldn't be an issue, but maybe Tom Brady over passing yards, under passing yards. I'm not going to bet this, but one that comes to mind for tomorrow would be uh, Ezekiel Elliott rushing yards under just because Tampa Bay's rush defense is so good. Uh, I would imagine they're not going to get too many yards on the ground. Um, and then also Arizona tomorrow should be opening up, or I don't know if the courts have approved it, or not, I know there's a last ditch effort in Arizona, but a lot of these states are offering sign up specials. Take advantage of those. A lot of just read the fine print. You might have to make a certain amount of bets or whatnot, but uh, I know Caesars is offering up to $5,000 free bet. But what I mean by free bet is if it loses, uh, let's say you bet $5,000 and it loses, you get $5,000 voucher for a free bet. Uh, so essentially, you have two opportunities to win with it. Definitely not a lock, but mathematically very, very high plus expected value. Uh, anything about that before we look at some of the games this week, Rob? No, no. It's a, it's a slicer and a dicer. The more you look at these betting markets, the more ways you have to play it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what they want. There's a lot of competition right now. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, and just always remember you can pass. Uh, but obviously, if you're doing it for entertainment, yeah, slice it out 25, 50 bucks, whatever, and, and you know, have some fun with everything. Um, but do not expect to you know, double your paycheck, uh, things of that nature, just as you shouldn't expect to 
you know, double your paycheck day trading. But, you know, 2020, 2021 has been an odd year for those things. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and start with tomorrow night's game, which is the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the spread is now Buccaneers eight-point favorite. Total is at 51 and a half. Uh, gun to my head, if I had to play this, uh, I would tease down the Bucs. Uh, eight points is a lot, uh, but for the same reason I'm taking the Bucs for the Survivor tomorrow. Uh, I just feel like they have 22. I think they're the first team in modern football to have all 22 starters coming back that won a Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady, he's a decent quarterback. Even Rob could tell you that. And Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, uh, Dak hasn't pretty much played almost in a full year. I think maybe 10 and a half, 11 months. And their best lineman will be out. Uh, so if I had to play this, I would play that the Buccaneers tease down to minus two. Uh, but I am not playing that. Anything before we move on to some of the other games there, Rob? Nope. Hit it. Uh, one of the, my favorite games of the weekend, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. It's a one o'clock game. Uh, the spread is six and a half for Buffalo right now. This is one of the things where uh, you got to talk about the differences between betting in the season and betting for the year. So I mentioned in a previous podcast that the only futures bet that I have is an under uh, eight and a half wins ticket for the Steelers. So I'm under market on the Steelers this year. I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, but one of the reasons I don't think they're going to be very good is the durability of their quarterback. Now, the durability of their quarterback doesn't really come into play to week one. right? He should be healthy. Uh, on the other side of things, I'm really uh, high on the Buffalo Bills. Yet, I still think this number is pretty much right. Now, gun to my head, I would take the Bills minus six and a half. But I do like this number teased down to uh, minus 0.5. So essentially the Bills have to win the game. They can't lose or tie. Uh, the Bills just, they play essentially nerd football. They are great at throwing the ball and they don't even attempt to run, which is what the numbers tell you to do. And if the Buffalo Bills played in any other city last year, they would be getting way more hype than they are this year. Uh, but because they're those lovable upstate New Yorkers that you know nobody really follows too closely, they're still semi going under the radar. This very easily could be the best team in football by the end of the year. Uh, they have uh, one of the best play callers as well as uh, offense coordinator, head coach combination. And I would be really shocked if the Steelers won this game. Now, I would love to have bet this game, let's say week six, week seven, a little bit more durability issues, uh, question marks. Uh, that's the only reason I'm not taking Buffalo right now. But I will be looking to tease this game down uh, so Buffalo just has to win. And I'll talk about the game I'm going to tease on the other side a little bit later. Uh, next, probably the game of the weekend is the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a 4 o'clock Eastern game. Uh, this spread is too high. The Cleveland Browns are a 6.5 point, six, some places 6 point, some places 6.5 point underdog visiting Kansas City. Uh, I'm a big fan of both these teams in terms of appreciating them. Uh, I think Cleveland... Essentially, I think Kansas City, Cleveland, and Buffalo would probably be my three uh, favorite teams to win the Super Bowl as of right now. Uh, we'll talk about Baltimore in a minute, who I kind of had as higher, but they're going through a lot of injury problems right now. Uh, Kansas City dramatically redid their offensive line. Anybody who watched the Super Bowl saw how bad their offensive line is. I think they have five new starters, so a completely new offensive line. Uh, but Cleveland's just got excellent coaching. Excellent uh, depth 
at pretty much every position on offense and defense. They're a little bit younger on the defensive side, but you can make the argument that Cleveland is more talented than Kansas City if you take away the quarterbacks. Obviously, quarterback is a very important position in football, so the Chiefs should be favored. I think they should be closer to a four-point favorite here. Um, so I am actually not going to bet this game because I think this could be a really high-scoring game, so it might be good to live bet. Uh, but if you wanted to bet this pregame, I would go with Cleveland plus 6.5. Uh, the total currently uh, sitting at 54.5. While that is probably the highest total of the week, I would take the over if I had to. But I think this is going to be one of the games that you can bet uh, live, especially if, let's say, the Chiefs get out to a lead. That's going to make the Browns, who like to run the ball a lot, throw more. Uh, the Chiefs are always going to throw, so maybe bet the over live. Uh, or conversely, if the Browns get out to a big, bit of a lead, maybe taking the Chiefs uh, around pick'em or a slight favorite. Uh, but those the angles for that game should be a fantastic game. Anything before I get to the Sunday night game, Chicago at LA. Take me to LA, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked that this is the game you're going to once you told me that. Uh, but yeah, this is Chicago at the Los Angeles Rams. There are two teams in LA. I believe six years ago, there were zero. Times change. Times change. What can you say? Um, the Rams are currently a seven and a half point favorite and a deserved seven and a half point favorite. A relatively low total at 47 points. Uh, Sean McVay, he's got a quarterback. He was dealing with Jared Goff's dumbass for so long. Now he's got Frat Stafford. Um, maybe that's who you're going to replace. Is that why you're going to Detroit? You're, you're going to uh, replace uh, Frat Stafford there, Rob? That's literally exactly it. <laughs> uh, obviously, the Rams' big acquisition of the offseason, uh, getting an actual quarterback with a pulse, Matt Stafford. And the Bears, they got their own quarterback, Justin Fields, but they're essentially sacrificing Andy Dalton for one game, letting him uh, start the year as the starter because – NFL coaches are still, um, you know, barbaric people who believe in rites of passage and shit of that nature. Probably big uh, astrologists as well love, love their, uh, you know, astrology uh, forecasts and whatnot. But uh, Justin Fields will be the starter for the Bears in the not-so-distant future. I wouldn't be shocked if it was week two. Um I believe they play the Browns week three, but by week four, he will definitely be the starter. He's an electric player, uh, and pretty much this whole regime, GM and coaching staff, uh, they're pretty much all in on fields, and they're just not going to get it done with Andy Dalton. So the Rams defense should have a, a good time Sunday night playing the Bears, uh, destroying Andy Dalton, uh, as the spread indicates. I won't have a bet on it. Strictly numbers, seven and a half is too many points, but I don't want to bet on Andy Dalton. Uh, the Rams, they don't, they're notorious for not showing anything during preseason. So they might start a little slow. Uh, so that's why I'll just be watching this one, uh, and hoping that Andy Dalton only gets one start this year. Finally, the last primetime game is the Baltimore Ravens uh, visiting beautiful Las Vegas, as there will be actual fans in the attendance now for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, very interesting game. As I talked about a little bit previously, the Ravens are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Uh, going across the country, playing uh, the Raiders in their first quote-unquote real game with fans in there. Spreads four and a half. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if it got, that got bet down to four. Uh, totals at 51. 
I would really like it if the Ravens were playing any other organization on the West Coast, pretty much. Uh, I, I just, the Raiders are, are, are not a good franchise. They're not one, um, run well. They don't have a lot of skill position players. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they just, they're just not a good team. So this is a situation, especially next week, the Ravens are playing the Chiefs. So kind of a look ahead game. But uh, so this one I will be staying away from as well. I mean, if I had to, I would bet the Ravens, but uh, that's a lot of just betting chalk favorites. This is a game I really want no part of. Obviously, I'll be watching, especially, but with all the Ravens injuries at running back, uh, J.K. Dobbins injured two weeks ago, Justice Hill, their backup running back, out for the year as well. Uh, be interesting to see how their defense, uh, or excuse me, how their depth plays with all of those injuries. Uh, anything about those games before I talk briefly about a couple of the bets that I might be making or have already made there, Rob? We need the bets, dude. Uh, yeah. you gave us, you gave us only, only kind of, uh, only playing a little bit. So only yeah, it's actually happened. Yeah. I, I teased you with the first half of the teaser. So I talked about how teasing Buffalo down from minus six and a half, uh, to 0.5 and the game I'm going to be teasing them with, uh, kind of breaking a little bit of a cardinal rule here, but uh, teasing the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 one of the worst teams in football last year, uh, from 5.5 up to 11.5. The total in this game is 44.5, one of the lowest of the week, I think third lowest of the week. And Carolina Panthers, they got Sam Darnold from these fabulous New York Jets. Uh, but this wasn't a playoff team last year. They're not expected to make the playoffs this year. Uh, the Jets were the second worst team last year, but if you remember going into last season, they were actually expected to win six or seven games. Uh, they just had a really incompetent coaching staff. Uh, the, most of the reports for the Jets this year is not that they're going to be world beaters, but they got the defensive line coach for the Niners, who seems to be more of a culture guy. So you're going to get max effort from these guys. Now, usually you don't want to bet on first-year coaches and first-year quarterbacks, but that's baked into the line here. I, I really can't see how else you have the Panthers as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, so this is teasing them up to the 11-and-a-half. Uh, so pretty much our number here is, is 14. If the Jets can get two touchdowns, uh, which if you look at their team total, they are predicted to do, uh, they should be good because the Panthers would have to score 26 or more points. Uh, which essentially is four touchdowns. So that's the one I'm confident in. Uh, the rest of the games, I have some slight leans to. Uh, I think the Broncos being favored by three points against the Giants, that game opened up as a pick em. Moving all the way to three points, that's too much on the road. I'm not going to bet it. If it was a regular week, I would take the Giants plus three, but so many unknowns on week one. Uh, but that that's pretty much it. For the bets that I have this week, Rob, I know kind of a, a short-winded uh, episode in terms of what I'm having here, but I, I don't want to give anything out that I myself am not playing. Any thoughts, feelings, or concerns about those things? Always concerned, Jay, with all of this. No, uh, not especially. This is par for the course. You said this last year. Week one is largely for watching, so maybe, maybe everybody – Go out there and enjoy some football, and uh, and maybe maybe take in your get your notes up, um, get get the highlights in. Make sure you know what's going on with the teams you're you're interested in. Um, but it sounds like the the overall message, similar to last year, is that you're 
you probably don't know a lot more than the market does in week one. And if you do, uh, congrats to you. Size your bet accordingly. Absolutely. Uh, and, and to add to that, they call week two in the NFL overreaction week. So, uh, you know, if you see a team really underperform week one, I pretty much always look to bet them the next week just because of that overreaction. Um, and, I, and that's a similar thing we see in the stock market too, right? Uh, people overcorrecting, uh, you know, panic buy, panic selling, uh, vice versa. And we kind of want to capitalize on that. And you don't really see that extreme like you do in comparatively uh, before week two. So uh, I do have all the lines for next week written down so I can see how much they change just based on one game. And, you know, you take it all in. Now, if the Ravens, a proven organization, really underwhelms, that's a lot different than, let's say, the Washington football team or some other dog shit organization underperforms because uh, you might not want to stick your neck out after one bad performance with them. But certain franchises, certain teams – you know, if they go out and have a bad week one, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I'm willing to, to say that this was just a small sample size or a bad Sunday, whereas other franchises you won't. Um, so next week we'll, we'll talk all about that. Uh, on Twitter, I will be posting any bets that I make. Uh, but what we're going to have moving forward is more player props, things of that nature, uh, because people want winners, and I get that. Uh so that's something I know I can beat long-term and I'm comfortable getting that out because you might not hear this until Friday or Saturday. And if I give you a, a, you know, a line to bet that's a big market thing, like let's say the Buccaneers minus eight, if it was really a good bet, by the time you're listening to it, it's mostly going to be bet up to eight and a half or nine. And then it's probably not that good of a bet anymore. Whereas the player props, usually uh, they stick around a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, Anyways, I will be tweeting out things that I bet. Uh, if any any questions, please let Rob know. He's the expert here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, Rob. Unless you have anything before you, you head up to Detroit. No, that's it. If you're in Detroit, hit me up. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Peace.